Thanks a lot for listening to the Make Things Better podcast. In this episode, I was joined by Tom Maitland, the founder and CEO of Raisley. We recently used Raisley's fundraising platform on Western Park Cancer Charities website and it's worked really well so far. So we were really excited to have a chat with Tom and discuss Raisley further, why he built it, how charities can improve their fundraising online further and much, much more. So thanks for listening and enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to episode 19 of the Make Things Better podcast. Today, I'm joined by Tom Maitland, CEO, founder of Raisley. So welcome on the show, Tom. How are you doing today? Thanks, Tom. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Going well. It's the end of my day here over in Melbourne. But uh, yeah, excited to be on. Yeah, awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate you joining us. Um, I'm really excited to be part of the Raisley Partner Program. So do you want to start off by telling us a little bit about your background and how you got into building Raisley? Yeah, so I, ever since school, I've been someone who's been drawn to the for good or for purpose space and um, was a big nerd in, in school. And I was part of an organisation here called UN Youth. It's essentially a like a, a youth club dedicated to the UN. And I think, I think that's probably peak nerd, really. Um, but always been interested in international development and, and ways that we can improve the world. And um, but I did communications at uni and studied advertising, which essentially the, the path that you go into is to make TV ads at a big company like Leo Burnett or Saatchi. And um, I got a job in, in uni and um, as a digital marketer, I was writing blog posts and placing ads and building basic web pages and those kinds of things. And we had some really bad clients. We just had folks like, ambulance chasers and uh, loan sharks and and those kinds of things some which were just boring like a garage doors company and um i just i lasted a year and i said look this just isn't isn't the kind of thing that i want to spend my time doing um and yeah found a found a i was doing a bunch of volunteering at the time and i found an agency that worked just with nonprofits and charities and i was self-taught with web development i was kind of i learned on a very hot day when my sister was playing uh, softball and it was like 40 degrees out and I was like, no, nah, I'm going to stay inside. And so I pulled out my laptop and opened W3 schools and learned HTML and I'd been learning ever since. And so I obviously got myself to a point where I was able to get this job. And um, since then, I've just been, I started there and started building websites and learning things like WordPress, learning HTML, CSS, all of these programming languages that you need to build tech. Um, and uh that was that was great and quickly quickly grew up into that and really felt at home we were working with amazing organizations organizations that were solving war poverty the were organizations that just you'd never dream of working with from from greenpeace through to um, the un through to amnesty international these incredible wwf we worked with these incredible internationally known brands um and more and more we were kind of seeing that these charities that we were helping didn't have much digital capability and they're also struggling because their classic sources of revenue, um, which were letters, letters and face-to-face fundraisers. If you have been walking down a street and um, uh, someone's come up to you and said, Hey, do you want to donate to this charity? Those kind of were their main sources of revenue. And of course, being a millennial and someone who lived online, it was like, well, the, obviously the opportunity is online um, for charities to grow and but charities didn't know how to do it because it was hard the tech was expensive 
you had to be an expert at it. And folks in charities are trying to wear 10 hats already. Like we've got marketers who are also fundraisers, who are also salespeople, who are like compliance. And um, we were building that, like we had a few charities paying us to build donation forms through to full peer-to-peer campaigns and um, uh, paying good money that they could be spending on their on their campaign otherwise. And so we said, look, we're building this too many times. Um, and we decided to make it into a product. And originally we built it as an API and uh, thought that oh, all these other developers working for, for charities are going to be able to use our API and it's going to save everyone a lot of time. But then it turns out a whole bunch of charities can't afford developers, of course. And, uh, and so then we started to build it as a product um, that you could use yourself, that you could create a fundraising campaign on, you could brand it, you'd own all of the data and you could, have a, you could build a really beautiful digital experience from everything from donations and regular donations through to big peer-to-peer campaigns and challenges. Um, and we did that and that was kind of when it took off and, and it is the Raisley it is today. Of course, there's been so much that's, that's changed since that first version, um, but a self-service platform that's flexible that helps charities bring their fundraising ideas to life so that they're able to grow online fundraising and improve the well-being of people and planet is the, the DNA of our company. And that's kind of what it was when we founded it back in 2016 and is what it is today in 2000. 22 it's a long time but we're uh we've raised 200 million to not 250 million so far for charities globally which is pretty cool i still remember when we raised 10 (laughs) (laughs) yeah no i think that's a really incredible achievement and it kind of seems like a natural progression for charities to start to sort of improve their fundraising options online in particular did you envisage it sort of growing so much when you started building it back in 2016 right we had a we had a big hairy goal of a billion dollars we wanted to raise a billion dollars by 2025 we've had that goal for since about 2017 um and we're now over a quarter of the way there um so we thought it would be big we knew the opportunity was huge um and at the time, the, the, like the companies and the products servicing the sector were really clunky and old and expensive and charging huge amounts of money. And so we thought, we thought it should be big. I don't think we ever fully thought that it would grow like it grew. Um, and it's, it's just weird. Like as a founder, you see it at its smallest state. And so like I remember looking at a, a thing on our screen, we had a, a, like a dashboard up on a big screen that showed us how much we raised because that's what we measure first is how much we raise. And it was at coming up to 10 million. And I, it was, so, it was too slow. We're all sitting there. We had a beer and um, waiting for it to cross over. And it was too slow. And so I made a donation of like 50 bucks to, to one of our customers just to get it over the line. And, uh, and now we've stopped celebrating the 10 million increments because they just happen too often. So it's, yeah, we thought it would be big, but it is, it is kind of remarkable how your perception changes as, as you grow as well. Um, yeah. But we're very lucky that, that so many charities trust it today. Yeah, and it is a really great platform. Obviously, we've implemented a lot of it into yeah. one of our recent projects and that's been really great so far. What do you think the next increment will be where you do consider maybe whipping out a beer to sort of celebrate? <laughs> um oh it's kind of i mean it's kind of hundreds of millions now (laughs) um uh we celebrated at 250 quarter of a billion but um 
Yeah, I mean, the next milestone is probably 300, but I think uh, I think it's 100 million intervals, which is, uh, I mean, law of big numbers. It's it's just huge. It's just an immense amount of money that um, that charity is raising through the platform. And it shows it shows a lot of maturity in the sector and a lot of change since we started. But yeah, I think I think that might be the next beer or maybe it'll be a big, uh, a bit of a big celebration when we get to half a million and a billion. Yeah, yeah, that's great. And who are some of the big companies that are, well, big charities that are using Razorly then? Yeah, it's um, a bit of a range. So uh, in the UK, Concern Worldwide in UK and Ireland use Razorly, um, along with a few others. So Alzheimer's Scotland um, is one of, our, one of our big ones over there. And then um, we run a campaign with Concern called Ration Challenge that's, that's been really well, um, fundraisers for Syrian refugees. But internationally, we work with organisations like Greenpeace, um, the UN or UN Crisis Relief, which is run by UN OCHA, um, uh, has fundraised a whole lot of money for the war in Ukraine recently and plenty of disasters and emergencies before that. Um, we work with children's charities in Australia, like Starlight Children's Foundation and Variety, um, guide dogs in Ireland and in Australia. So we're really kind of um, Save the Children and Action Aid are all also um, charities that we work with uh, in Australia and, and overseas. And so, yeah, it's a, it's a real mix. We kind of are really proud that we can support progressive organisations, organisations fighting for equality through to health organisations doing important research so, uh, through to environment. It's a bit of a mix. Yeah. And how easy is it for a charity to get started using um, Raisley as their fundraising platform? We used to say you know, that it would take a charity four minutes to build your next campaign. And we got the four minutes because we timed it in terms of signing up and getting a campaign up and adding your brand and being ready to go. Um, obviously, that was a, a slick marketing line. It can, it can take moments. It can take, um, I've seen charities launch campaigns in 30 minutes for an emergency appeal um, where they're just creating a page, they're uploading their photos and adding their text. Of course, a more complex campaign takes more time, like a peer-to-peer -peer campaign with lots of pages that you need to build out and it might take a few days. But it's a far cry from the, the three months, four months and the $100,000 that people had to pay beforehand. So it really is quite quick. It's, it's days, not weeks, if you're quick. And, and you got all your content ready and your campaign concept and all of that kind of good stuff too. Yeah, so it's quick and quite cost-effective as well, of course. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about how it's available um, so, so like, cheaply? Like, it's, it's almost... Yeah. Is, is it free, right? It's free for charities. Um, yeah. And so what we do is we offer the, the tech, the platform, to everyone for free. Um, and how we make our money is we ask donors to add a small additional contribution on top of their donation. And if they add that contribution, that goes to us to fund the product. And if they don't, then we don't charge anything. So the charity only pays the Stripe fee. Um, Stripe's our payment, payment processor. They charge credit cards and we use PayPal as well. So that varies per country but it's really as cheap as you get in terms of, in terms of those fees, um, which is great because it means that charities don't need to pay. You know, like, there are other platforms that might charge £3,000 or $5,000 to get a campaign set up and running, and that's just a setup charge before you start actually using the tools and um, it's zero with us. Um, and that's worked out well. We find that 60 to 70% of people tick the box um, or keep the box ticks and pay that additional contribution. And that means that it's a viable revenue stream for us to 
hire engineers, pay for hosting, pay for support, pay for all of the things that, that people love about Raisley and, and need in order to have a secure, performant, robust um, fundraising platform. Yeah, it's a brilliant concept. And I think it really removes a lot of the barriers that charities could face in terms of getting started online. Yeah. Um, what other sort of benefits and what, what really like differentiates Raisley from other fundraising platforms? Yeah, the, um, the, the big thing that stands out for Raisley when you compare it is flexibility. And that comes in a few forms and it really depends on what you're comparing it against. But when we say flexibility, we mean the ability for you as a charity to bring all of your fundraising to Raisley. It's an all-in-one solution. And also being able to customise that to suit your charity, your brand, your story and your campaign concepts. For me, one of the biggest things that the sector needs to grow online fundraising and to grow philanthropy as a whole and therefore improve the well-being of people and planet is innovation. And too long technology has underserved charities in a way that stifles innovation. Too many bad ideas have been shut down by, oh, the platform doesn't support it or it's too hard or it's going to cost too much money, it's going to take too much time. And so inflexibility is the ability for everyone, no matter your digital skills uh, or your budget, or the size of your charity to try innovative, new, different campaigns. Um, and that's not something you get with Just Giving or with other, other fundraising platforms that you see either in the UK or, or internationally. Yeah, and I guess, you know, your sort of like experience in the past working with charities on this, has this kind of contributed to your drive to innovate and improve even further because you've seen the other side of how it's been in the past? Oh, for sure. I mean, the fact that direct, I mean, and still today for a lot of charities that letters, literal letters in the postal service are still representing a large portion of revenue. And of course, charities are going to do it because it still continues to work. But the rest of us who do use the internet really need to step up. And, uh, and how we do that, I think, is by charities making really great online experiences. I mean, there was like when we started it, like web was still maturing. Like it certainly wasn't as sophisticated as it is today. I'm not going to say that the web was new in, you know, the early 2010s, but um, I think that I think more and more charities are getting better, obviously through COVID there was the, the rapid, most rapid digital transformation that we've seen in the sector. And that was in multiple sectors as well. So things are getting better, but uh, I, I certainly think like we need to up the game and, and we need to push that innovation and we just can't, we want to do it like that's it's a focus for us we're trying to push out new features and come up with new ideas but i don't want raisley to be the only place that innovation can happen in the charity sector because we're a team of like 35 that's that's not scale we really need innovation happening in every single charity and those ideas that are successful being shared with the whole sector um i mean we've seen some really cool campaigns built on the platform that have never been built before i mean virtual challenges were really a new thing um, only a few years ago where you connect your fitness tracker and you run a virtual marathon and you raise money for, for friends and family and now they're really commonplace. And that's the kind of innovation that we need to see in the future to keep the sector thriving, I think. Yeah, definitely. And I think those challenges are very, very popular. They're like something I see yeah. all the time. And, you know, I've done some myself, absolutely. Everyone does them now. It's great. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, what other things can charities do to improve their fundraising online? I mean, the, the first thing that any charity should do is get the fundamentals right. And so that is 
um, really good data management and understanding who your donors are. Um, so making sure you've got a, a great donation form. So that, uh, you need an optimized donation form. It shouldn't feel look like you're filling out like a voter enrollment or a census or anything like that. Too many donation forms still look like that. It needs to be inspiring, it needs to be quick, and it needs to feel like you're purchasing something from your favorite online store. Um, you need to get a great regular giving program. Um, and that means branding it, communicating with your regular, regular givers, reporting back on your impact, thanking them, um, encouraging them to, to bring their community along. Um, and if you're not already, you need to be doing peer-to-peer -peer fundraising or at least trying it. And that is trying a, a signature event. So trying a peer-to-peer -peer campaign that is relevant and tied to your cause. And so the classic example is if I'm a cancer charity, uh, obviously if I get cancer, I probably go through chemotherapy and I lose my hair. And so I shave my hair for cancer. Um, and that's something that others can do to show solidarity with the cause. I've seen great ideas like dog walks for pet charities or um, climb a virtual uh, Everest because we're a charity that supports Sherpas in Nepal. Um, that kind of connection is essential. But under all of that, charities really need to know who their donors are and how to ask them and, and actually ask from time to time. So if you know that your donors have given a bit in the past or you know what they're interested in or you've got a list somewhere that you're storing and you're organizing. Um, it's just so essential that under all of that, that people are actually being talked to and communicated with in a way that is personal and understands their context and isn't just um, blasting stuff at them, um, which is kind of the easy way out, I think, sometimes. So do you think it's quite important for a charity to create a bit of a relationship with their donors then? Absolutely. In the same way that, like, you think of the best, shops that you buy from and you'll have a relationship with them they might send you specials they're probably you know let's say you're you're interested in men's clothing they're probably not going to send you a lot of emails about women's clothing um and you start to see lots of different touch points and lots of different experiences of that brand you start to maybe even align your identity a little bit with that brand over time um and charities are brands um brands that promise impact and 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 do have impact um, but yeah, absolutely. Like you can't just accept a donation and then not talk to that person and then ask them for another donation in a year. You need to build up your brand with that person so that when you ask, they might be willing to give more or they're more likely to at least give again. Yeah, definitely. That makes a lot of sense. So, so what are your thoughts for like the vision of Raisley at this point? Yeah. I mean, beyond trying to raise a billion dollars by 2025, where, um, our, our, our vision is to bring is to make it easy for anyone to bring a fundraising idea to life. Um, and that means looking forward and thinking about all of the ways that you can or you should be able to, to do fundraising. Like what are the parts of society or parts of the internet that we can make more generous and add philanthropy to? Um, what are the kind of the digital experiences that we can present in the future that are going to inspire and engage donors to give? Um, and so that's, like that's that's what we need to tackle next and we need to be able to offer that platform to millions of charities all over the world there's something like um oh, well there's 50,000 charities in Australia one and a half million in the US 80,000 in Canada I don't know the number for the UK off the top of my head but it'll be up around there as well um like there are the number of charities in the world is immense um and all of those charities need tech like this in order to thrive online in an online first world that we're that we're very rapidly going into um and so yeah our vision is to 
make it so that all of those charities can access these tools, bring their fundraising ideas to life, and we've got a platform that can service millions across the world. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great vision, a great goal. Yeah. And I really hope you do achieve that, and I'm sure you will. Um, my final question is a little bit, a bit different, really. It's not really to do with Raisley as much, but I think you're a great person to ask this because you're already making a big difference. And it is, what can people do to make things better? And you can interpret this however you like. It's a broad question. I, uh, <laughs> um, I, I think... I think the way I have to ask, answer it is from this impact perspective that, that I live and breathe in, essentially, um, which is that I think people need to put the world and the well-being of the world first, and that should be in everything that we do. It should be in the companies that we build and, and the, the ethics that they hold. I think, like I firmly believe, and this is demonstrated through Raisley, that business can be a force for good in of itself, but also individually that all of our outputs need to be need to be better. And I think a lot of a lot of that can be done by challenging the structures that got us here in the first place. Um, uh, economic growth at all costs is, of course, one of the biggest ones that is fueling the climate crisis, um, and so. I think to make things better, we can be a little less greedy, a little bit more considerate of the environment and the world that we live in and try to design a society that lets us live with our planet and live with each other instead of this kind of hyper-competitive capitalist world um, that, that we've inherited that's got us kind of here today. But uh, look, that's a hell of a lofty statement to end on. So in terms of like how you actually do that day to day, I think is a... Is a, is a challenge when I mean, we're trying to do it at Raisley with being a B Corp, we're carbon neutral, we're starting a four-day work week trial now, um, which is all about putting our, our people first um, and designing a, a work um, structure that, that uh, hopefully is for knowledge workers and for people who are um, uh, really excited, bringing their brains and their skills to work. Um, and we're using our company to try to make a, a force for good in the world. And I think anyone can do that. Any, any company, any individual um, can, be, can be a bit better. I think that was a, a great answer. It's like, yeah, if, if everyone can just kind of take a step back and go, well, what's the point in any of this? Like, like yeah. where are we actually going with this? You know, um, and yeah, that definitely made the world a bit better. And I think the word that you're doing at Raised is like super inspiring to me. So thanks again for, for coming on the podcast. Um, where can people find yourself on social media or, or Raisley online? Yeah, so Raisley is at raisley.com. Um, um, and I am on Twitter, kind of. So you can find me at, um, at Tom Maitland or LinkedIn if you just search for Tom Maitland. Uh, you can catch me there. Um, they're probably the, probably the main places. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Really appreciate your time. Um, and I hope anyone watching or listening has enjoyed the podcast and I hope you have a great rest of your day.